Books can take us around the world. They can take us to the intimate spaces of human experiences, and they can help us grow through their words. Stay tuned for People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz. Good morning, everybody. I'm Janice Leibovitz. You are our People of the Book, and I am very happy to welcome our in-studio guest this morning, a good friend of People of the Book, no stranger to us here. <laughs> it's Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. Thank you very much. Harvest, great to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's good to be back. And back in your <laughs> your, your comfortable seat there. Yeah, yeah. In the studio. Yeah. Um, also, everyone, I hope that you had a smooth transition into the week, and I hope everyone who was back to school is already settled, especially to all your little ones who had their very first day of their school careers. Hope it all went well, <laughs> and I hope they are all happy, settled, and I hope it will be a great start to their school journey. Hope everything went smoothly. So I know that Viz has got a jam-packed program ready for us, so I'm not going to waste any time. Let's hit the road running and see what you've got in store for us this year. Fantastic. Yeah, I've, I've selected, uh, 10 titles that, uh, we are bringing in. Some are in store already, so they've been published in January, and then we've got some for Feb, and then there's a few in March. So the, you should find them in the next three months. Um, and then these are some of my personal favorites, which I've read over the last uh, couple of months, and also Penguin in staff favorites and we think they're going to do really well in stores um, and we think they're very important books as well you know the books that it's going to keep selling once it hits stores it's going to be there for a long time basically okay and i just want to let everyone know these are there's a mixture here of fiction mm. and non-fiction books mm. so something for everyone mm. also of course remember um, if there's something you want to mention, if there's something you want to ask Viz, you can do that on our SMS line 34519 or on Telegram 061-8951019. You can always email me on books at com. So anything you want to say, um, now's your time. Let us know. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I look forward to questions and anything. Yes, like, yeah. anything you want to yeah. say. Brilliant. That's how um, you say it. Yep. Yeah. The first one I want to talk about is a, uh, non, a non-fiction title. Uh, it's called You're Not Listening by Kate Murphy. Uh, she's a journalist and she's written for the New York Times. She's written for the Atlantic amongst other, uh, really, you know, huge publications. Uh, so she's been in this business for a long time and the business I'm talking about is actually listening uh, you know as a journalist one of the things that she says in the book is you've got to be able to listen properly you've got to be able to really really uh, that's the way you get your subject to open up to you right. you know listening is the key to it all and um, I've been with my wife for a long time now and one of the things <laughs> that I'm still working on after all these years <laughs> all is of listening us, all of us I think. Yeah. and I think it's very important especially it's very topical because now we've got a society which is so distracted and there's so many things trying to get our attention all the time that it's just uh, it's just a it's a it's a crisis right now you know that's that's what she also says in the book it's really a crisis with people not being able to properly listen and um, communicate with each other so i really enjoyed it it's very accessible um and we we think it's going to be in sort of the vein of susan cain's quiet and that sort of thing um but it's such a great topic great okay more after the break. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Leibovitz.
Back to you, Viz. What's next on your list? Okay, another one is, uh, it's another non-fiction title. I thought, you know, this time of year, people are always looking to make changes in their lives and, um, you know. New Year's resolution. There we go. New Year, new me. And uh, a lot of. Usually by this, by this stage, a lot of people have broken those (laughs) resolutions. Well, that's why I chose this title. So it's going to just keep you going at, you know, going forward until at least the rest, at least half of the year. But I don't think so. I think this book is going to do really well, uh, for people if they work through it. I'm currently uh, reading it and when I say work through it, you've got to work through it because there's like little things that he's given you, exercises in the book which he asks you to do. So what is your goal? And the idea of it is the book is called Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. Um, he is a uh, he's the designer and founder of the uh, Behavior Design Lab at Stanford University. Uh, he's been studying behaviors for a long, long time. And in, in the early 90s, he was talking about how telecommunications is going to affect humanity and uh, it's going to affect our culture and he was criticized a lot for it now he's one of the leading um, um, uh, what's the word he's one of the leading um, uh, sorry I lost the word (laughs) anyway so Silicon Valley uses him a lot you know he's a consultant sorry so he's one of the leading consultants shows you how times change where previously he was criticized and now he's one of the leaders and they all look to him yeah Yeah, so he he was well ahead of his time studying Mm -hmm. this so he's come up with this idea for this book and he says instead of going big and saying I'm going to lose 10 kgs start with one you know what I mean so tiny things tiny little changes that you want to do that you can do and that you um instead of should do would you do it you know that kind of are achievable yes yeah so he talks about that and how we can make like there's one it just made me laugh so much he said you want to you want to start working out start when you're brushing your teeth while you're brushing your teeth in the morning do five squats (laughs) while you're brushing your teeth it's not that hard (laughs) so you know start there it's like little things you know and it's really entertaining at the same time and I I thought um, I must put it in it's a perfect timing for this book for this time of year so if you are there and you're looking for something that's going to help you make the change for 2020 this is the book you can look forward to sounds great yeah. and doable and doable <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is a fiction title um, it's called Long Bright River by Liz Moore uh, you know of her, I'm sure. She yes, wrote a great book in the book. Yes. She did three books so far. Uh, one of which was Heft, which is a great book. Yes, very, very, uh, very well thought of in literary circles. Yes, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's in the same vein. It's quite literary, but at the same time very accessible. Uh, the the writing style is not too dense, where you sort of get lost in the characters yes. and the, in, the, in the plot. So it's actually really, really, um, really well, beautifully written. And it's set in this place called Kensington in Philadelphia, where there's a even now, right now, as we speak, there's a there's a serious opioid crisis, and our main character is a detective, and her sister, um, you know, she they're very different, you know, they they they're so close, but at the same time they're so different, and they go off on two different tangents in their lives, and the one becomes addicted to drugs, and the other one becomes a cop. Right. Yeah. So right on early in the book, um, they find this body of a young girl murdered, and she, you know, she hasn't seen a sustainer quite a. F- quite a number of weeks and she doesn't really know where she is or so every time she comes across one of these bodies she just thinks the worst her mind just goes there and then the victims keep piling up and as this is happening um you know she's getting closer to thinking you know will she ever find her sister amidst all this and it the way she describes the city it's just so tangible you know as you, yeah. could, you could literally smell it it's it's brilliantly written and uh, it became a big favorite at penguin in the uk and south africa with our team as well we just loved it we think it's, it's nice when there's a unanimous kind of feeling about a book yeah 
And <laughs> it's, it's not when, I know it's nice also when there's, there's arguments about it and it brings out conversation. Yes. <laughs> and I know that, I know, you, yes. I know it's enjoyable yes. when that happens. Yes. But it's also nice when there's a book that, that everyone is agreeable on yes. and everyone agrees, right, this is going to be, a bestseller. Yes. This is the bestseller. This is yeah. one of the books of the year. Yeah. And there are already, I know, in January, yeah. books that are you're able to predict are going to be books of the year. Yes, absolutely. And and that's the thing. You you made a good point because everybody in our office they all read very different things. And yes, you know, they be different. Everyone's people. got different yeah, tastes. Different tastes. Yeah. But for some reason, this book, whoever's read it in the office, loved it. Whoever's read it said it's one of the best ones I've read this year. Or well, we started reading at end of last year. So it's a real, real uh, a great book to to look forward to. And as you say, I mean, you you. Um, are in contact with with penguin all mm. over the world, mm. and you you, <laughs> I know you said like penguin UK enjoy it and penguin you yeah, you know you yeah. kind of you you're able to communicate with all of them and you get their opinions yeah. and they're very different markets. Very different. Um, markets. <laughs> you know, yes. they're vast. That's the really thing. Really vast. Yeah, and I think she struck us such a good balance with this. Yes. One, you know, and and that's not an easy thing to do. True. Yeah, and the author knows this area uh, where she set this book yeah. very well. So the way she describes the people and the and the in the places and the buildings if you go and google and you google it and you'll yes. see it's such a critical um problem that they're having and it's very relevant topic to not just and i don't think it's only there and i don't think it's yeah. only specific to that area it's uh, i know yeah. it's a crisis that that's a global crisis absolutely and, yeah. and you know amidst this you've got these really stunning characters that you just get so involved with from early yeah. on in the book so it's one of our favorites that sounds yeah. fabulous yes. and then the next one is um called Jin Patrol and uh, the author uh, was born in Kerala in southern parts of India and uh, she's also worked as a journalist and she's um, reported from there for a long long time it's called Jin Patrol on the Purple Line and the author's name and is I, I think you need to clarify it's not Jin as in the drink <laughs> okay I was going to go into that so so <laughs> Jin is uh, I think it's an Islamic word it basically means it's a spirit that could be good or bad uh, it's sort of where the word genie came from if you think of Aladdin yes. the genie comes from that so it's, it's that's Sort of thing. So it's a spirit, uh, which could be malevolent or benevolent. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, so that's where that came from. And these, it's it's these little kids, these three little kids in the slums of of India, and uh, children go missing there all the time. All the time, and a lot of people, you know, there's huge disparities between yes. the rich and the poor, and the classes, Absolutely. the sexism. Um, it's it's really, really lots of problems, lots of social problems. And what she's done is she's crafted these really, this really beautiful story about these three kids who are uh, essentially slum kids. You know, they're very poor. And uh, our main character, his name is Jay, and uh, a little boy goes missing. From his community, and he's obsessed with TV. You must understand. So he's <laughs> obsessed with uh, detective shows and that kind of stuff. So he, it gets into his head, and he wants to be this detective one day. So when this the, when this child goes missing, he goes off on a quest to say he wants to find this this young boy. Oh, he's playing detective. Yeah, he's playing detective. <laughs> he wants to find find this young boy in his community, and at the same time, he's got two friends, uh, a, a, a little girl named Pari, who's very smart and much smarter than him, even though he thinks he's smarter than her, and his <laughs> best friend Faze. And these three kids go off to try and find these find this boy. And as the book goes on, 
more and more children seem to disappear and they get like, they basically get more cases, you know, to work on. That and sounds wonderful. It's, it's beautifully written. It's heartbreaking though. You come to the end, it just, just shatters you, but it's, it's, it's really clever because what she's done is she's taken a very serious topic that's happening right now in, in, in India. Yes. And she's put these wonderful characters around them, much like Long Bright River. And you get, you just root for them. You know, you root for them. Also, big favorite now in our offices in the, in the UK and the, as well here. I think she's trying to also portray a yeah. society, yeah. and she's trying to portray what what the the issues are. Yes, yeah. In a certain society in the world, and she's trying to yeah. draw that to to global attention as it's, well. And yes, and I think she's slowly achieving it because you, if you look at the reviews that are coming up in Goodreads, lots of people were not even aware of this thing. That these things that were happening. Yeah. So even though it's fiction, there's a lot of reality yes. in it, and it's beautiful. Well, she's written. obviously drawn from from. Yeah. Yeah, from actual fact. From, yes, and because she's reported there, right. yeah, she knows. I'm sitting in studio with Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. If you have any questions for Viz, you can send them through on SMS three four five one nine or Telegram zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. I'm back with Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. And we are slowly working our way through a, <laughs> a great list of current bestsellers, upcoming hopeful bestsellers, what um, is hopefully going to be on shelves in the ne- within the next three months. Mm-hmm. Some are currently on shelves. Some are coming up um, between now and March. Yep. And Viz is slowly working through them. I know we've have had a couple of calls to the studio wanting to know names of books that we've already mentioned all of the books will go up on the Facebook page after the show sometime this afternoon. So if you haven't caught any of the names or if there's some that you've missed, they will go up on the Facebook page later. So don't worry about that. The names and plus the covers. Um, and someone has just sent in a question saying, Hi, Janice and guest. Is the last book good for children or adolescents? And that's from B. Would you recommend that for 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 children or adolescents and um, gin patrol? I wouldn't. Maybe late teens, because there are some very adult themes in 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 there as well. Uh, I think it's a little it's a little old, better for older kids, so uh, older people. B, I hope that answers your question. Not yeah. for children. Um, yeah. and Viz recommends maybe for older teens. Yeah. He says there are some difficult there's some difficult subject matter yes. that comes up in that book. Yes. So I hope that answers your question, B. <laughs> Any more questions that you might have, please send them through SMS 34519 or on Telegram 0618951019. We'd love to hear from you. Let's <laughs> forge on ahead. <laughs> okay, cool. The next one is the, um, it was one of my favorite ones that just sort of popped out of nowhere last year on one of the, the lists that I look after. It's called The Temple House Vanishing by an Irish author named Rachel Donahue. I know you Irish, like Irish you authors. Like, yes, you, you, you know, I love for anything Irish. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's fascinating, beautifully written. It's uh, a brand new book by her. It's a debut author. So, the book came across, I said, look, you know, we get tons and tons of books to read, obviously, before we take them to stores. Yes. Um, so you can imagine we, we don't really finish a lot of them. Um, or as a friend of mine used to say, one, two, miss a few. Yes, that's it. Yeah, we kind of skim. So I picked this one up and I thought, look, I can, if I can get in a hundred pages, I can get a feel for what the writing is like and what, the, and then we'll take it from there. 
I c- couldn't do it. I went straight through 100 pages right across and finished it within a couple of days. And I w- I'm a very slow reader. So I went right through because it was just so well crafted and put together. Yes. Uh, you know, when a book just sort of gets you in by the by the first chapter and you go, oh, I have to get to the next. And you just know. You know yeah. within a f- the first few pages yes. whether it's got you or not. Yes, yes. So, yes, absolutely. So this is exactly that, that kind of book. Um, it's about these two girls who come from sort of an affluent background. They go to this very prestigious uh, boarding school. Uh, and they become sort of obsessed with their art teacher and he's this youngish uh, bohemian sort of spirit you know he's carefree and he has a way of looking at the world a very romanticized way and young girls and then they kind of get um, drawn to him and, and is is this what area is this set in is this current so is the story is set in two timelines okay so it's set 25 years ago when they first attended attended the school and then 25 years Later, which is uh, more or less now, I would say it's yes. very current. Um, and the story is being told to you from two different ty- uh, p- uh, points of view. So you got Louisa, who's one of the girls, uh, of the two girls, and then the other one is a journalist. So 25 years later, this journalist comes across a case which she's been given to by her editor, and he says, You need to just look into this. Turns out she lived down just down the road, she was almost neighbors with one of the girls and what happened was one of the girls went missing along with the teacher oh wow so what what led to that what everything that leads up to that point and after is like you can so you can see this the, the story structured really beautifully because uh, she you kind of go into louise's story yes and victoria is the other girl and you and victoria is the wilder one of the two and you kind of learn exactly what louise had to live through in that school until the point uh, one of them disappears. I wouldn't tell you who, and how they sort of piece it together in the end, where you learn exactly what happened. So it, it takes you right to the end. I love yeah. the sound <laughs> of that. Really good structure, uh, and the writing's impeccable. Impeccable writing. And where is it based? Is it based in Ireland? Is it? Uh, yes, based it's based oh, in, oh, it's, yes, it's based okay, in def- Ireland. Definitely one yeah. for me. And okay, that is Temple House Vanishing by Rachel Donahue. Correct. Yes. So yes. Um, that sounds, sounds fabulous. Yeah. Um, I know this said boarding school. We're not talking in at Blyton boarding school <laughs> by the sound of it. Um, I think we've yeah. moved on from yeah. there. Um, yeah, so that one sounds fabulous. It's really good. And the next one is also one of my personal favorites. Also came through from um, Atl- our Atlantic Books imprint. It's called The House on Endless Waters by uh, author Amuna Elon. I hope I said that right. The original language for the book was in Hebrew. Oh, wow. Um, and it's been translated now. But the thing is, I think when we when we met uh, earlier on, I, I told you this book is you can never tell that it's it's a translated work. It's it's so beautifully written. That fascinates me. I I don't know how. Sometimes <laughs> you'll pick something up and you can tell yes. it's not in the original yes. language. It's, yeah. it's sometimes it's quite clumsy. Yes, correct. the translation sometimes tends to be quite clumsy, and other times yeah. it flows so beautifully that you can't imagine that it's been translated from another language. That's exactly this book, and I found it very difficult to to believe. That it was a translated work So whoever translated it I mean it's just done Such an amazing job um, The book itself is Really really good uh, the, the the plot is about a guy Whose um, family was in Amsterdam And the war breaks out And when the war breaks out They flee And they relocate to Israel um, When he goes to Israel um, his mother promises uh, Makes him promise her That he'll never go back to Amsterdam This is obviously Before the state of Israel Is established Correct, yes. Right. Yes. So 
they they go off and they, he grows up in Israel and then years later he becomes this very very successful writer. I mean, so successful like if if he walks into an airport, you'll know who he is. Yes. He's that, and not a lot of authors have that. No. <laughs> so he becomes not huge. Many. Yeah. So his his publicist says to him, "Look, you've you've grown such a good market." And I pictured like a Jonathan Safran for for a kind of character, yes. you know that kind of. Yeah. And um, his his publicist says, "You know, please, you know, we need to go to." You've got such a big fan base there in Netherlands and, and he, would you go? And he kept on twisting his arm and eventually he succumbs to it and they go. And he goes to, uh, goes back to where he promised his mom he'll never go. And she's now passed on. So, uh, you know, she's not there to hold him to it. Right. He just feels really bad. <laughs> so then he goes there and he's there with his publicists and they go into one of the Holocaust museums. And uh, he sees this uh, sort of screen, you know, those screens which have those moving images of yes. the war and things like that. And they come across like a little video, like a little snippet of a video. And he recognizes his his mom and his family in that video when they you know, when they were much younger. And and the, and, his, and he tells this to his publicist, and he goes, "Oh wow, okay, so that's your mom, and then that's obviously your dad, and that's your sister, and then that's you in in her arm." And and then he realizes that the baby that she's carrying in her arm at that time was not him, and he's like sort of floored by this. It's like, wow, you know, it's like, who is this child? What, you know, where am I? You know, and that whole thing, right? right? So. I've actually gone cold. And and then he starts this journey about really looking to discover what happened to his family before the war broke out and after and, and exactly what happened to, to them. And, and that's where the, the book starts off and takes you on this journey and you go with him along. So it's just an amazing. Is this a non-fiction book? Is this? No, it's fiction. Uh, is it fiction? Yeah. I, I'm thinking. I know it sounds fake. Cause wow, that sounds, that sounds like yeah. it could be, cause I mean, things like that have happened. I yes, mean, yeah. you know, they, yeah. there's nothing stranger than fact. I yes. mean, some, there are some very, Bizarre stories that have, have come out of, of the war and the yeah. Holocaust, and I don't need to tell you, but yeah. that that sounds amazing. It's a really good. And I, I, I like, I'm curious to see. I'll find out a bit more later on about the author and where exactly she got the story. Yes, like I'd how love she to know where she's. There she's must have been there. some. It might be based yeah. in. There might be some reference yeah. to. Yeah, to someone who's actually. Yes, or this. some some. Some yeah. little snippet of, yeah. of fact that she picked up somewhere yes. or read Maybe somewhere. Some, you know, who knows? Yes, <laughs> or, some, or some distant family. Yes, yeah. Um, again, one of the better books in terms of the writing that you'll just really enjoy. It. It's a little literary, but it's, very, again, very accessible, and you, you'll just love it. It um, sounds beautiful. That's um, House on Endless Waters by yeah. Imuna Elon. Elon, yes. And then another one is uh, by a local author, Marita van der Feyfer. She just she was just here last year. She was touring on the new book. Um, we did it in two languages, so we did it in Afrikaans and English. And the English version is called Borderline, and in Afrikaans it was called Grenzkafal. So Borderline is a story about um, this woman who has divorced her husband. Um, he's now passed away. So years ago they were divorced, sort of lost track with each other. They had a good marriage until he went into the Angolan War. When he goes into the Angolan War, the border wars, and he comes back, he's not the same. He, he was just never the same. And years later, it causes a lot of problems. They divorce, they separate, and he passes on. So she's now, when you start the book, she's sitting in the attic in this, like a basement or a part of the house where there's all these boxes, and she's going through the stuff. And she comes across this one little box of his time in the war. He was keeping stuff in there and memorabilia. And he com- she comes across a little envelope with a letter. And the letter is by a Cuban soldier, which he apparently had killed in 
the war and when he'd killed the soldier he'd taken this letter off him and for some reason kept it and then she thinks about it and she says you know if this this letter was addressed from this soldier to this child to his child that child would now be maybe 40 plus years old and still living and never received the letter. Never received the letter. So in order to get a bit of closure and mm. sort of make it make it all make sense to her, she takes the letter and she goes off to Havana. She flies to Havana and, and she starts doing a little investigations to find this person, to find this child. And that's where the book starts off and takes you. And you love like the character of the taxi driver in, in, in there. He's just such a great character and the friends that she makes in Havana. Cause it's like a, it's like a journey of self-discovery yes. at the same time, not just about the husband. So it's a really great. This sound, it sounds fantastic. It's amazing. And yeah. I know you were saying that she came back here for a book launch. Does Marita not live in South Africa? No, no. She, she, I think, I believe she lives in France, uh, right now. Oh, she relocated. Yeah. So every time she comes into, every time she writes a new book, she's very kind to us. She comes into the country and does the full tour. She's really amazing. So she's living over there and yeah. she's, uh, I'm assuming she still writes in Afrikaans. Yeah. Because that is her first language. That's her first language, yeah. So she's, so she's written in Afrikaans. And that's we, incredible. Yeah. She's, and she's done, we've done uh, book launches at the end of last year, which went really well. And the, the funny thing is, a lot of people who uh, have fought in the war, or maybe their dads were in the war, it really struck a chord with them. Yeah, it, I would imagine yeah, so. Even at the launches, I mean, we had people getting quite emotional about it because the, it was very similar stories when their dads came back or how their dad was. It kind of didn't make sense. And, uh, and remember, at that time, men didn't really talk about their feelings and stuff. They just came back and... They still don't. <laughs> <laughs> they went on with life, you know? So They still do. They still <laughs> so I think um, this is... Uh, I put it on the list because I think it's an amazing book and she's sort of returned to form. The last book, her main character was a man and people felt, you know, maybe that wasn't the best idea, but this book, with the main character being a woman, she's just connected to the character so well. And it sounds fabulous, and I know you have given me a copy of that book. Yeah. I do have it sitting at home, <laughs> so um, I, I need to get to that. That sounds amazing. That's Borderline by Marita van der Yeah, you pronounce that much better than <laughs> me. I, I call her Marita van der Favor. <laughs> That's not how it's pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And, um, yeah, I think it's gonna, it's been doing really good things for us. Um, in both languages. In both languages. Right. Um, main, obviously mainly in Afrikaans because that's her market. Yes. But the English edition as well. I mean, we, with her, we always have, uh, customers and readers saying, you have to do it in English. I, mean, I don't read Afrikaans. And even Afrikaans people sometimes, they don't read in Afrikaans. They, they prefer. Oh, really? They prefer it in English, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I, don't, no, I, I, I wouldn't have thought so. I know quite a few people that are. I would Afrikaans. have thought they'd appreciate it. I would have thought they would appreciate reading in their own language. I don't know. I think they do, but uh, some of them just prefer uh, reading in English. Interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then the next one is um, The Other People by CJ Tudor. I know we put it on a different yes. title there, but that was just a little error on my side. But So I want you to picture the book starting out. You're driving on the freeway one day, and um, in front of you is a vehicle. And at the back, you kind of see some movement in the back of this van. And you kind of look, and you're looking at it, and you can't really see who, or make out who it is, but you know it's a child. And you're driving along, and then at the last minute, you you kind of notice that that's your daughter at the back of this van. And then the van sort of gets away from you. So that's... Chilling. 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 And CJ Tudor, I, I was telling you outside the... 
how she came to writing was she's a big Stephen King fan. So there's that element in her style, in that sort of eerie um, kind of horror writing. But she's a little, I feel a little more dangerous because she, she her stuff is so con- so relatable. There's no real, like, you know, you don't really feel the supernatural, even though sometimes there but is. But she does have an endorsement from Stephen King. And he loves her, he, yes. He says if, yeah. if you enjoy his books, yeah. you will love her books. Yes. And she's grown for us so much in the last, we, we, this is her third book with us. We've done the two, the first two just came out and people love them. And how she came to it was she did a book called The Chalk Man and they had a little party at a house one day, like a little kids party. And then on the driveway, they c- c- gave the kids these, these pieces of chalk and the kids were just kind of drawing. Yes, because you, you get that special pavement chalk. Yeah. You get special, yes, yes. it's not just like, like <laughs> chalk to draw on a chalkboard. It's special pavement chalk. Correct, yes. Yeah. So she, the, the kids had a lot of fun with it. And at the end of the evening, everybody was kind of gone and it started getting a little dark. And she, she came out to the driveway and it was kind of dark, but she could still make out the outlines of the chalk men that were drawn on there and then she says to her husband isn't that that's kind of creepy the way when the light hits it now in the dark it looks kind of creepy right and that's kind of where the idea for the chalk man came from and that's the first book if you look on the cover it's a picture of a chalk man and people are still talking about that book and that was three books ago yes and they all connect in a certain way oh really they do connect there's there's elements if you if you she it's uh, it'd be like the equivalent of easter eggs in a book you know there's little Threads, the knock-on effect. Yeah, from one book to the other. So there is a connection. Okay. And in this book, uh, this man loses his daughter. She obviously has been abducted, and for, he can't find her. And and for three years, he's driving up and down this freeway looking for this van that has taken her. But at the same time, he connects with a, a lady who works at a gas station, who notices him, and she he calls him the Thin Man, and and you know that's yes. that relationship as well. So it's a Really fast-paced thriller. I know you probably love it. And so. I know that it, I was told when this book was handed to me, I was told, do not start reading it late at night. <laughs> yes. And of course, that was exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, of course, wasn't a great idea. Yeah. I haven't been able to put it down. I'm surprised <laughs> that my family has been fed. I'm surprised my kids have actually got to school on time. And um, I hope they're thanking me. And I happen to know my son is listening. Um, and so I hope they are thanking me. I'd probably not. But but um, they're lucky that anything in the house is being done because this book is gripping. Yes, it that's, is. Yeah. That's one of the only words I can think to describe it. It is absolutely <laughs> gripping. We apologize, but we did tell you. <laughs> yes, we you did. did. You did. did. It, came, it came with a warning. <laughs> it did. All right. And then the next one is... Um, by Malcolm Gladwell. He's uh, obviously done amazing books. Outliers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Outliers. Blink, Tipping yes, that, Point. That's, that's what you, you immediately know? think of when Outliers. you hear Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, yeah. yes. And he's, uh, he's one of my favorite non I think he sort of was the author that when I started reading nonfiction was the one that I was like, oh, I, there's so much to know. In this world, yes. that, you know, you, you have to, you have to, I just wanted, I became hungry for the knowledge, you know, for the, for the knowledge of knowing stuff. And he was one of the authors that caught, sparked that in me. Um, so, cause he had a style where he would take something that people have overlooked or forgotten and makes you relook at it and say, okay, this is, this is what happened, but this is how and why it happened, how we've overlooked it. Um, and he does that again with this book. Um, the book is called Talking to Strangers. It's out now. It's in stores. It's been around since about the end of last year. It's done really well. Um, we expected it to do really well. Yes. But I put it on there because I think it's a very important book as well in terms of 
how we communicate and um and, and people and how we get it wrong a lot of the times and the book is about how we've got it wrong in history famous cases and he brings that to the book okay i think we're going to carry on talking about that after the break sure i love it when you read to me this is people of the book with janice Liebowitz. So I am in studio with Viz Chetty, if you've just tuned in. Viz is from Penguin Random House, and we welcome any of your questions or queries, anything you might like to ask Viz. You can send those in on the SMS line, 34519, or on Telegram, 0618951019. We'd love to hear from you if there's anything you'd like to ask about any of the books we've been chatting about, or about anything else regarding books. Um, before the break, we were talking about Malcolm Gladwell's yes. most recent book, yes. Talking to Strangers. <laughs> so tell yes, us a bit more about this. Every time, um, the last, every time he writes a book, I mean, I think every Gladwell reader would know, like, you, after you finish the, the re- most relate, the recent one, you think, oh, well, I wonder what he's going to look at next. I wonder what he's going to tackle next. And this book came along the time when I was thinking, I think it's time that Gladwell came out with a book. So I went to my manager and I said to him, is, does Gladwell have anything this year? Because we, we've got the... And he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. We've got one coming in. It just came in. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I was so excited. And the book is about... talk. It's called Talking to Strangers, and it's all about how we get things really wrong when it comes to strangers um, in terms of talking because we have something called a uh, it's a bias that we have where we tend to believe people when they tell us stuff it's you know it's like a trust bias yes and he talks about famous cases so with with um, Churchill and Hitler and he talks about cases like uh, Anna B. Montes who was this FBI agent she was a sorry a CIA uh, agent. They would not like the fact that you got the two of those mixed up. <laughs> 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 and there's, there's really interesting cases, the famous really, the, the, the Sandusky cases and, uh, case, and, and there's so many different cases in there that he, he gives us examples of why and how we got it wrong in terms of believing people when we shouldn't have. And, uh, one of the, one of the cases with Anna B. Montes was one of my favorites that stuck out for me was she was a CIA agent. She was, t- she was sort of recruited by Castro in the early days in, uh, in, when she was in university, really. And she was in the CIA. Her brother was part of the, it was an FBI agent. Her sister worked for the Central National Security Agency. None of them knew that she was an agent for, for Castro. Oh my gosh. She had like, she had a locker in a, in a, she had a locker and in the locker was this, um, sort of phrase in, in, I think it was in Latin that basically says the queen will observe everything you, it was translated something roughly, very roughly, the queen will observe everything you do and we will, we will report it, something like that. And, and she had, it was all in plain sight. And when they interviewed her, they still couldn't understand, they couldn't, still couldn't pick up that she was an agent for, Castro at the time. It's an amazing story, and uh, even if you, I, I, as I was reading the book, I was just googling stuff. You know, yeah, it's, it's just for, and it was every single thing there was exactly what he talked. That is about. incredible. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. That thing. sounds amazing. Yeah. So if you haven't read Gladwell before, the thing with Gladwell, you can pick him up anywhere. You'll enjoy it. Uh, but this is the most recent one. It's called Talking to Strangers. And someone has just asked which book we reviewed before Malcolm Gladwell's book. And that was The Other People by C.J. Tudor. Mm. Um, and they asked, what book was reviewed before Malcolm Gladwell's book? <laughs> the Gripping One. 
the other people by C.J. Tudor. Yes. That was the gripping one. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, and then the last one is uh, another author that has really, really grown for us, and we really enjoy publishing him. Um, if you've got Netflix, or if you watch Netflix, he's had uh, some TV shows which were translated from the books. Safe. Uh, his name is Harlan Coben. And he is, I know, extremely <laughs> popular, yeah. but also he's churning them out now. <laughs> not, not quite at the rate of James Patterson, but uh, it's, it's like a book a week. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but, but he is, he's extremely popular and also, I mean, a page turner. Absolutely. Usually. That's the yeah. word. That's the word. He's very prolific. He, he knows just how to get you sucked into the story. I mean, this book, it's called The Boy from the Woods. Um, I picked it up. Again, I thought I'd just sort of give it a skim and see where it takes me. I was reeled in by half the ch- paragraph. I was just first page, half paragraph. I was already and in. He, and he does short chapters, doesn't he? He does, yes. Great. We yes. love short chapters. Short <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a key thing because I think short, short chapters is also something that, that, that keeps the book, ticking. it keeps it ticking. Yes, it I keeps agree. it ticking over because that, that's Yes. That's got that, that, oh, just one more chapter factor. Yes, yes, you know? yes. It's changed. The style has changed. A lot of authors are doing that now. You know, even yes. CJ Tudor, we talked yes. about, she does that as well. Very short chapters. I think people want to read like that nowadays, where, as opposed to the old classics where it used to be like maybe 15 pages, 10, 15 pages per chapter. I think that's more with, with your literary fiction. Yeah, it's it's yeah, long and yes. it's, it's lengthy and it's, it's meaty and yes. it's, you yes. know, you kind of get stuck in there. Yeah. But with these, uh, these racy books, these, these Has books that are yeah. fast and, and you, you know, you just, they're page turners. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. those short chapters are what yeah. keeps you, yes. it, it keeps your attention and you, you can't, you, 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 that's, that's what you say, just one more chapter and you yeah. can just keep doing one more chapter because yeah. they're like, Two, one and a half pages, three yes. pages, and that's it. Yes. I mean, so. if, you, if you're on the, if you're on the car train, you're traveling or whatever it is. Yes. It's brilliant because then now you can just quickly get better through five of these little chapters. And then you're doing that all the time. So you finish books quicker. Yes. You know, um, so about the story, the boy, uh, 30 years ago, there was a young boy who was found in this very isolated wooded area. Um, he was basically living feral. He was like, they called him wild. Uh, they named him wild after they found him. It was uh, any miracle that he survived uh, out there in, in the in the city in the state. So it was very. It's a miracle that he survived. Um, so they named him wild, and they sort of take care of him. And he grows up, and he becomes. Um, he go fight. He goes to fight in the in the war, and he becomes a soldier, and he comes back, and he does like security work and detective work and that kind of thing. Um, and then the story starts off with this young girl that's been that's missing. The thing is she has a history. She does this thing where she kind of disappears sometimes for a couple hours, sometimes a day. No one really, you know, um, her parents just know that's her pattern. So she goes she goes missing and nobody seems to care at the time because I think it's again one of her little yeah. attention seeking uh, uh, you know, acts. So this this young boy, her friend, he's not convinced that this is she's, it's the same thing. He feels like something's really actually happened to her. And he comes to his grandmother, who's one of the main characters in the book, and she's this uh, detective with the, with the police. And she says, you know, shows up at her work um, while she's working and says, you've got to help me. You know, we need to find this girl. And uh, she at first was getting more information from him. And she was also a bit skeptical with the patterns. And then she realizes there's something here. So she recruits Wilde, who is now... You know, not uh, so wild. Yeah, he's, he's an older man now, and he's much more experienced in the world. And she, she helps. She asks him, "Please, can you help me find her?" And then one day, 
they get a finger in the mail. Oh my goodness! That's posted to the police station, and then that's when the story really starts getting a little faster <laughs> and darker. And yeah, it's it's just a brilliant read. Again, page turner. You pick it up. You're gonna keep going right through that book until it's done. It's a it's a real good weekend read as well. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. So to recap, <laughs> let's just go through everything that we have chatted about this morning. Starting from the top. Yep. You're not listening. Buck Hate Murphy, which is a non-fiction book on the art of real listening. <laughs> Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg on developing small ways to changing your life rather than aiming big and having big ideas that aren't achievable. Little habits, little things that you can do, introduce into your daily life that make big differences. Long Bright River by Liz Moore. Gin Patrol by Deepa Anapara. Temple House Vanishing by Rachel Donahue. House on Endless Waters by Emuna Elon. Borderline by Marita van der Pfeiffer. Good. That's did, I, did I do well there? <laughs> that was my pronunciation. Brilliant. The Other People by CJ Tudor. Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And The Boy from the Woods by Harlan Coburn. And all those names will be up with covers so that you'll know what to look out for in bookstores. All that will go up on the Facebook page later today. And we'll be wrapping up after the break. I love it when you read to me. This is People of the Book with Janice Liebowitz. We have had a jam-packed show. It's been great having Viz Chetty. Back in the hot seat from <laughs> Penguin Random House. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. Um, yeah, back in your seat there. It's been a while. And we discussed 10 books this morning. So I know that there's a lot more coming up from you guys this year. Absolutely, yes. Can Lots you more. give us a brief, <laughs> a brief, brief, I know I'm like really put you on the spot there. Yes. You weren't expecting that. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. We've got... Um, Lots and lots of debuts, uh, fresh authors that we bring into the market, um, authors that we have a lot of faith in and we think can do amazing things going forward even after this first book that, they, that they're going to bring. So we've got Because most debuts. authors don't just sign a one-book deal, do they? Generally, no. So most of the time they, they get three-book deals and depending on, the, you know, they sort of auction the, the yes. sites and things. So uh, all the publishing houses fight for them, especially if it's a hot ticket. Nice feeling. That. Yes, it's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes it works out really well and sometimes maybe not, but it just depends. But I think we've got, in terms of the debut authors uh, this year, it's just phenomenal talent that's coming through. And any um, amazing international authors visiting? Yes, we've got Marianne Keys. <laughs> I'm dancing in my seat right now. You can't see it because it's radio. <laughs> she's going to be in the country very shortly. Her new book is coming out, uh, I think it's next month. So um, it's going to be an amazing time because we, we've, we all were just crossing our fingers at the office saying, if we can just get her to come down with the new book, that'll be amazing. And it all worked out. Very, she, very exciting. She's a very, you, I mean, you, you know, she's a very exciting character, very fun and entertaining to, to be around. Um, 
the last time I had an author come down, which I really enjoyed, uh, was, and I just started with the company, it was uh, Leslie Pierce. She came down. Yes. She is a storyteller of no, I mean, yes. you could sit with her for hours and not know where the time yeah. went. She's just a natural storyteller. And I think Marion Keys is, is just as good. She's hilarious. Yeah. She's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So. And she's Irish, I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Irish anymore. charm, yeah. So we, we can't wait for that. That's going to be a huge one for us. It's going to be really big. And anyone else? Um, I mean, I mean, not that we need anyone else after we've got Marion Keys, but <laughs> is there anyone else? Um, visiting, I'm not sure at this stage. It's a bit early. Um, but um, probably later in the year we'll, we'll find out. I'll keep you posted on who else okay. is coming. Uh, in terms of the books that are coming out, um, we've got quite a few Big authors again. Leslie Pierce will be Pierre, will be publishing with us for her next book. Oh, amazing! And, I know a lot of. Uh, she's very popular. Yes, extremely popular. Great. Yeah, we've got some good books coming from Patterson this year. Really, really good stuff coming. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot to look forward to. And I, as as the weeks go by, I'll I'll keep you informed. Yeah. And when I come back, uh, the the story with Patterson. I mean, is he producing these books himself? Is he writing these books Both. himself? Is he collaborating? Both. He's he's doing everything. So he'll there's some that he's done himself that's coming out this year, mm. some that he's collaborating on, some that he's recruited um, really good authors to come and write for him yeah. under his label. So you know he does everything. That's why he's such a success. In he's in actually a brand. He's, he's a, not actually yeah. just an author. He's, he's a, our he's biggest. A, he's brand. a brand. Yeah, he's our biggest brand. Is he? Wow. He's our biggest brand. If we, if we're very lucky to have him, let's put it that way. Yeah. Because uh, the, the way his system is designed is just, it's so successful. And we've had authors from here, one of the, a few authors from yes, here. Yes, I know. That have written and they I say, know. I think Jesse McKenzie. Jesse McKenzie, yeah, yes. Jesse That's said, right. he, it's a machine. It you is. Know, they, it's so well run. Yeah. He's got like the best editors. He's got really, really good people working for him. And if you don't stick to deadlines, you, you kind of, they'll push your project aside. So, I don't understand why you would, would, Get the job working for him, no. and they not stick to your day. No, I mean, why would you yeah, so up, you yeah. Know? They know exactly what this. I don't think that happens at all. Yeah, but, but just to say, you know, and um, so he's got some good stuff coming as well, um, and there's some really good nonfiction as well coming this year, as, as you can see with yes. the few that I've discussed. There's some really good mm. nonfiction titles coming, and then from my side. Um, on my smaller imprints with Atlantic and Atlantic and Cannon Gate, they've always got good little gems coming through. Mm. And I know you also look after our local authors. Yes, I do. As yes. well. Yes. So and local, looking forward to, to local from them. Yes, lo- amazing, amazing new book uh, by Lauren Buker's coming. Yes. Uh, she hasn't published in in a, in a bit, so it's going to be so exciting to have her back on the list. Yes. Back to form. I just finished the book uh, last year as well. It's it's. Stunning! I told you about it. Yes, yes, um, yes. I can't go into it, but I'll, I'll maybe go into yes, it later. Yes, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, when we when it arrives yes. and when it's coming out, we'll yes, yes. we'll discuss that more in detail. But I know, I mean, we really do try and push local authors. I try and push local authors. I know a lot of people do have a mental block <laughs> against when they hear, "Oh, it's a South African book." No, I don't read South African. Yes. We're trying to. Um, Fix that, yes. <laughs> and hopefully, there's some um, really good good stuff. You know, if you look at what uh, Sally Andrew has done, Sally Andrew I mean, is one of my favourite South African authors. Yeah. If you haven't read the Tani Maria books, <laughs> um, then please do go and and look for them yes. in stores. They are very very readily available. They are. Fabulous. Absolutely. It's, and that's a classic example of how South African books can be funny and entertaining. And warm and, just warm. and, it's and so embracing. Fun. They yeah. are, yeah. they are such beautiful books and she's, 
She really is. Once you read those, you'll understand that South Africa really does have fabulous fiction authors. Yes. It's not all about the Boer War and politics. And yes. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> and we have amazing authors who are really doing a lot to try and promote our country from, from a lot of different aspects. Yes. And there's a lot of good yes. going on. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you look at Marita, right? I mean, yes. her book is is set in South Africa, and it's also a bit of it's in Angola, and then it's Havana in Cuba. So she's yes. connected, or, you know. So it's and a lot of our authors, I mean, they're South African, but they don't purely write about South Africa. They write no. about a lot of other places, a lot of other things, mm. and they have a lot to say and yes. a lot of value. Yes, um, to add. To and we can relate to that to material fiction. a bit better. As yes. Well, you know, we so we are going to wrap it up there. Perfect. Viz, thank you so much for thank spending you. some time with us here. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it. It's thank you. been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You. I hope you've all enjoyed the show. Have a great week of reading. We'll see you next week.